What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Cake Eater. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. This is a special episode because we are introducing the official minor leaguer of the Quack Attack Podcast. We have on the line right now, South Carolina Stingrays forward, Bo Brower. Bro, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, guys. This is awesome. So I'm fired up to be on it. Where does being the official minor leaguer of the Quack Tech podcast rank in your hockey career? Uh, this uh, was so. This is my first year pro, and um, this is uh, it's kind of interesting because I didn't really know there was ice down in South Carolina. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, you know, I just playing in college, you kind of realize that there are uh, there's some other minor leagues that are beneath the AHL. And uh, and that's what I'm currently in right now, and uh, it's through the Washington Capitals organization. Um, so it's been it's been awesome. I'm in Charleston right now, and it's it's really pretty here, and um, all the guys on my team are great, and uh, it's just uh, it's been a really exciting start to the to the pro career so far. So yeah, yeah. So you are from Adina, so we're gonna get yeah, into from the, Adina, a, a, a oh, yeah. verified uh, cake eater right here. Yes. Yes. So we're going to get into that, but just a little quick recap. Uh, You go from Edina to the BCHL to the Nanaimo Clippers? Nanaimo. Nanaimo Clippers, then four years at Notre Dame, and then after Notre Dame, sign with South Carolina. And uh, now you are the official minor leaguer. Of all the career accolades you've won, uh, how does it feel just to be the official minor leaguer of a Mighty Ducks podcast? Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. I think every moment of my life has uh, led up to this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm very, very excited about it, very thrilled. So this is really cool. So I uh, grew up and just like you guys loving these movies and um, and still love them and have so like, you know, a bunch of jerseys from the movies, which are, you know, I still wear and wear on pond hockey while I'm playing and, um, yeah, no, very, very pumped up about this. And so, Bo, for, for some of our listeners who are more Mighty Ducks fans and not as big into, um, you know, the farm system of uh, of hockey teams, how would you kind of characterize, you know, how far away you are from the NHL, the league that you're playing, and would you say it's like double-A baseball, two steps away? Yes, uh, exactly. So it goes to the – where I'm at is um, it goes Washington Capitals, and then the Hershey Bears, and then the South Carolina Stingrays. So it's two steps below, just like Double A is to the MLB. Um, and so I'm uh, I'm not signed to like a two-way contract. So like any HL team would be able to pick me up if they needed a guy, um, and I wouldn't have to go straight through Hershey uh, if I were to get pulled up. So that's uh, that's kind of the cool thing about just signing one way in the ECHL. So if there's no spots on that A team, I'm not stuck in the organization. Nice. Capital is a good organization yeah. to be in, though, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, All the teams are really good. Obviously, the Capitals just won a Stanley Cup, so that's that's really neat. Um, 
and it, yeah, uh, the staff from what I've heard and, and our staff at South Carolina has been awesome so far. So it's been, it's been really cool. So just take us back. Uh, you're younger than us and we were a little young for when the first Mighty Ducks came out. Just how did you get introduced to the Mighty Ducks? What, how did you sort of come to love them? Um, I think it was, I want to say my fourth birthday, my mom bought me the the very first film and uh d1 and she got me a um uh mighty ducks jersey that obviously doesn't fit me anymore and um and uh from there on i think i watched it on vhs over and over and over and then you know then got the second movie and the third movie and um just watched those over and over and um just you know so until i was able to quote all the movies i think that's that's kind of my background. I was just a kid who, who loved, uh, loved those movies. And so did my brother and sister. And we would always watch them when we were little. And, um, you know, if they ever come on TV, it's like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta watch this now that it's on. Cause that's pretty rare. So, um, yeah. And that's, that's probably about my background right there. Awesome. So, I mean, we have a contentious debate going on, on the ranking in terms of quality of all three movies what would your ranking be from from best to worst there oh um i think i think i like i think i like the second one that's probably my favorite yeah. just because they're a little a little more grown up um the hockey the the uh, filming of the hockey is, is a little cheesy but um and then i and then i'd go one and three but i i nice. honestly think three is is really underrated i i don't think it ever got its due um a lot of people a lot of my friends who aren't diehard fans say it's bad and i'm like i I don't know i really enjoyed it and and think it was creative and there's a lot of good things going on in that film so i'm i'm one of the i'm one of the few people in the world uh who thinks that the third one is the best one so i'm I'm with you on that take (laughs) yeah okay i love it yeah (laughs) it might be kevin's hottest take that he has (laughs) that is that's uh, that's pretty unreal so yeah so When you're playing in juniors and in college, I mean, what is, when you bring up Mighty Ducks movies in the locker room, what's the feeling? Is there are there still guys in the locker room that love it, or is, is it sort of aging out at this point? Um, no, I think everyone still everyone in the locker room still knows it. I mean, it's not it's not like that go to quoting movie, but if you bring something up, you, most guys are generally going to know what it is, um, especially if you're from Minnesota too, like. Me and me and my friends like know all the rinks and have played in all the rinks that D one and D two was filmed in, um, and uh, and so like back before even I had I had a, I think like seven or eight Minnesota guys at Notre Dame, um, and you know we'd still every once in a while crack a joke about you know Gordon Bombay or Charlie Conway and stuff like that. Um, so, but uh, yeah, it's you know it doesn't get talked about as much as I think I used to when I was younger. Just being from Edina and everyone that played hockey in Edina back then knew about the movies and stuff and loved them. So, yeah. Yeah, and so, of course, um, Adam Banks in the movies is from Edina, and he's kind of given this this quality of, oh, he's uh, you know silver spoon in his mouth. You know, um, He's obviously a great player, and, of course, they call him Cake Eater. What is mm-hmm. Edina really like, and how did you think the portrayal of Banks, and I guess maybe from what the, the Edina kid was like, you know, was that accurate or what? Um, you know, there's, there's some neighborhoods in Edina that are really nice and, um, and that, uh, I, I can see why people would think that, but it's, 
you know, it's pretty comparable to, uh, you know, Eden Prairie and Minnetonka and Wyzetta that are right next to it. There's not a whole lot different. And it's just like a normal suburb. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I think some of it comes from the Edina hockey team winning a bunch of state championships back in the 60s. So they would say like, oh, they're so good. They're, they're always going to have a cake and eat it too. And um, yeah, and then just being spoiled, I guess, just got put on Edina. And um, that's where you get cake eater. So that's yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Do people call you cake eater? Have you been called that before? You know, it was it was probably the only time I think I've been called cake eater was, and I couldn't believe it either. It it shocked me. I was playing when I was at Nanaimo, and I was playing Alberni Valley. There was a guy, a defenseman from Stillwater, Minnesota, and um, I didn't know he was from Minnesota. Time I didn't know who he was, and we were battling in front of the net. The whistle blows, and and he's like, like "What are you doing out here, cake eater? You're brutal," or something like that. I was like, "Cake eater? Like I I cannot believe that. I'm all the way up in in British Columbia. Yeah." And, all the way up in British Columbia, and somebody just called me a cake eater. I was I was actually more like fired up that the guy called me. That I was like, wow, like that is so oh, thank cool. You. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank exactly. Oh, thank you. I can't believe someone brought that up here from uh, from the states. So no, that was that was cool. But I think other than that, that's probably the only time I've ever been called it. Wow, that's a, yeah. It's good to know that it lives on though, even though it's just a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Have, yeah. You, oh, have yeah. you ever called anyone a cake eater? Uh oh, that's a good question. I don't think I have. No. Uh-uh. You know, because we're gonna go back and look at all your tweets and call you out on it. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. No, I don't think Edina people call Edina people cake eater or not Edina people cake eaters. I don't know if that's a thing. So you played for Edina High. What was the squad like back in the day? Um, we had uh, we made the state tournament every year. I was on the team, which was was really fun. It was a great experience. So my senior year, we beat Hill Murray four to two in the state championship to win it all. Wow! So that was that was really cool. Yeah, and it was uh, my dad had played for Edina High too, and he had won the state championship back in 1982. So it was pretty cool to to be able to do what he did as well. So um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a lot of fun. We had good teams, and it was a lot of good teammates. I'm still really good friends with all those guys. So it was it was a lot of fun back then. Now you bring up your dad, and now this is where I have a bone to pick. So your dad, if I am correct, went and played for Michigan, and I he went did. to Michigan, <laughs> but you went oh, to Notre okay. Dame. How did that happen? So um, yeah, I mean it was it was really it was really a weird uh, weird deal because I was I was raised a Michigan fan, obviously love Michigan football, and then uh, late. I wasn't talking to many colleges when I was playing in Nanaimo. And then late in the playoffs, I got a call from the assistant coach. And, you know, I called my dad right after the phone call. I was like, you're not going to believe who just called me. And he's like, who, Notre Dame? I was like, yeah. He's like, you have got to be kidding me. I was like, nope, that's, that's who it was. So, and then uh, I ended up going on a visit and uh, it ended up working out. And um, I went in after one year junior, which was, which was awesome because my, you know, a lot of my family, especially my mom's side, didn't understand what juniors was. So they were kind of <laughs> like, are you dropping out of school or what is going on here? So, uh, no, thankfully it was just one of your juniors went to Notre Dame and I was very happy about it. And then uh, all my friends that were Notre Dame fans from back home just started, you know, they gave me so much crap on, uh, on that I had to just completely switch over to uh, be a Notre Dame fan now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I feel like if there were a college that would be like called Cake Eaters, it was got to be Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I remember looking on some somebody's blog even said like uh, like if all the Mighty Ducks players would have gone to play college, they had Adam Banks going to Notre Dame. Wow. So it's funny you say that. Yeah. So no doubt. Mm-hmm. So uh, your Twitter says you're on the bass fishing t- bass fishing team. Is that actually true? Uh, yeah. So um, I don't know if it's still going on right now, but me and uh, me and a guy that were on the he was on the football team, and uh, he had a really nice bass boat, and uh, and there was a club fishing team, but it was it was completely you know they weren't in the tournaments or doing anything like that. And um, me and my friend, uh, his name was Josh Anderson. Uh, who's from who's from LA? He's a big big bass fisherman too, and like I said, got the boat. And we're like, oh, we got to do some some uh, collegiate tournaments, and so we got in a couple of tournaments, and it was like I think like sixty different schools are in there, and like a total of like eighty five teams in the couple of tournaments we did on on big lakes, and it was really fun. And you know, we did okay. We had a, we had a great time. We met some cool people and learned some things. And um, since I graduated, I don't really think anyone uh, anyone's really carrying on the, the tradition anymore. But it was cool. It was cool while it lasted. That's for sure. <laughs> so will you tell people it's like, oh yeah, I lettered in hockey for four years and also bass fishing? Yeah. <laughs> or would exactly. you leave with bass yeah, fishing? Because you know. <laughs> yep, yeah, leave with that. Yeah, you know it's pretty rare when you get a, a two sport athlete in college. But I'll start with bass <laughs> fishing and fall for the hockey. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to follow Bo on Twitter, at BoGo underscore Gadget, which is a good that's Twitter a, name. That's a solid Twitter name. Solid Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, like we were talking before we started, we're sort of interested in the process here. What happens after Notre Dame? How do you end up over there in South Carolina? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So I was I just talked to my coaches, and I was like, hey, like, I want to keep trying to play for a couple of years and, you know, ultimately end up in Europe someday and, uh, and play over there. Um, and I just said any help would be much appreciated and, uh, and getting into a league and, and playing some pro. And they just said, yeah, of course. So they reached out to some guys and one of the guys they reached out to was Notre Dame alum who's still playing for the Stingrays right now. His name's Pat Gall. And, uh, they reached out to him and then I gave, I gave Gallsy a call too. And, um, said, you know, whatever help, if you know any coaches in the league or anything, that'd be, that'd be unreal if you could pass the word out that I'm looking for a spot to play. Um, and the Stingers had a different coach at the time who's now the assistant of the Charlotte Checkers. And um, I ended up getting a call from him a week later, and he was like, yeah, like, uh, Galsy told me all about you. We think you could be a great fit here. Um, and I just had a couple of really good phone calls with him and then I ended up signing a contract. So it was, uh, it worked out really nice and i was able to to sign pretty early on in the summer so i could just focus on training and getting ready to go so it was cool so it, it, at that point in your in your career like do you have an agent or are you kind of just handling that all yourself yeah i've been working with someone who's helped me who's helped me reach out to you know other teams and he was trying to get me a, an ahl tryout and and i was able to land one in chicago for the wolves which is uh vegas's um affiliate team so that was cool. So I was there for a whole week before I came to South Carolina this uh, this season. So that was that was nice to do. And a really good experience. So I'll cut right to the chase. Um, you sign your contract. 
like what are the terms of it is it you know a straight salary or there is it like bonus laid in and you get a signing bonus with uh with my contract just signing a one-way in the echl it's just like a flat like weekly rate um and i'm making i think 525 a week um so it's kind of it's really not a ton it's not a league that you are trying to make an actual career out of or it's not really about the money more so for the you know experience and see what you can do see if you can get pulled up and um more so for that and i think you if your team makes playoffs you get bonuses um but no i didn't i did not have a signing bonus um or anything like that so it's just you know i think uh every two weeks we get paid and um they provide our apartments which is really nice too so and uh they're great great places down here and you know there hasn't been one bad day of weather down charleston so it's been a great spot so far wasn't there a hurricane there? <laughs> um, yes, but it wouldn't. It passed right through during the night, so I didn't even didn't slip right through it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Correct. so, um, do you and a lot of your teammates? Do you guys have? Uh, I mean, of course, you haven't been there as long, but you know, work other jobs. Are there guys like mowing lawns in the summer or anything <laughs> like that? I think yeah. I think most guys during summer um, do get jobs. And, uh, you know, whether, what kind of job it is, it could be anything. Yeah. Mowing lawns, doing, um, you know, just helping in construction or, or they could get a serious internship. It just kind of depends on uh, where you're at. And, you know, if you, if you do save enough money, uh, throughout the season and some guys don't work too. And, uh, again, just focus on training too. So it kind of just, kind of just depends on how you're, uh, how you're able to spend and save your money during the season. So where do you guys, fall in the celebrity hierarchy of Charleston? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it's, I don't really know where I haven't been out too many times, but the, the, uh, places we've been and people ask like, Oh, where are you from? What are you doing? And, you know, you say you're from the stingrays and some people are either like really fired up and like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's so cool. Or some people are like act like they don't even know what it is. So it's, uh, it's kind of hit or miss here. Some people love it. Some people don't care. Um, I guess it just kind of depends on if you're a hockey fan or not down here. So it's not, it seems like a lot of people do, uh, enjoy it and enjoy the games and it, it gets a lot of hype, but not, not, uh, like an NHL team, obviously. Are, are there any other like minor league teams there? I'd imagine there's at least like a baseball team. There's a baseball yeah, there team is. It's the, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's through the Yankees at the, I think Charleston Sea Dogs. Oh. I think that's who they are. Yeah. So I've heard they're fun games. So hopefully in the springtime we can make some. So you know we'll be following this, you during the season, and just uh, I'm sure the quack lights will be following you as well. Just give a sort of a scouting report of yourself on your game there. On on my own game? Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy, uh, so I, I tend to, I like to think that I play a power forward role. Um, just nosy in the corners, work hard to get the puck. Um, and when, and if I get, if I get the puck, then I'm shooting as hard as I can. Um, <laughs> like that it. people tell me, I'm, yeah, that people tell me I have a bigger shot. So that's, um, you know, more of the grinder, uh, momentum changing role that, uh, that's probably what I'd say my, my, uh, game is about. Bo, if there was a mighty duck or maybe a cross section of mighty ducks, like who would you compare your game to? Oh, I've never been asked this before. This is a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Gosh, I oh, I don't. I wouldn't put myself as a bash brother. I've only fought once. I don't oh, think. Did you but, win? You know, if, if you, 
Uh, it was, I don't know, it was kind of a tie. It turned in like a wrestling match, honestly. Like, we did, We landed like a couple of punches, and then um, then the refs just broke it up because it looked, I think we were both just extremely gassed and out of breath. <laughs> so, um, no, but I'm sure I'll get in a couple of fights this year, and then I can uh, let you guys know how those go. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'd, yeah, I'd probably say kind of the cross. I'd have to you know, take a little Fulton Reed, um, maybe a little, maybe a little Russ Tyler, their shot from them. Um, you know, not quite, not quite as outstanding as theirs is, but, um, and then take that size from the Bash brothers and, um, I yeah, I don't know. I I'd probably take the size and then the skill of, uh, of Jesse Hall and mm-hmm. kind of mesh those two guys together. I think that's probably where I'd fall. I like that. If I were an NHL scout, I would uh, call you immediately just with that description. <laughs> Any, anybody needing like a that. pacifist <laughs> bruiser? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you bring up the fighting aspect. That's a good point. At college, you can't really fight. Uh, do you do you prepare for? Because you, you're obviously a big guy. You're probably going to have some people challenge you. Do you prepare to fight? How do you sort of go about that? Um, so, you know, I, I did some boxing stuff in the summer, which was, you know, good to get to learn how to, you know, swing and stuff like that. And I think, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. I guess you can't really prepare for a fight because you don't know what's going to happen. But, um, I think you guys would probably know too, that fighting's kind of gone away That's from true. the game a little more. So it's been, uh, it's been a little less, um, it's been a little less as uh, important in the game. And I think it still plays a big role when changing the momentum of the league. But um, when guys get buried from behind, you know, uh, a, a check, check it into the boards, you know, for boarding and stuff like that, then, um, then I think that's when most fights initiate. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of the teammates I've talked to say like, yeah, I didn't square up with one guy last year, but I had like five fights because, one of the teammates got killed and they had to step up for them. So that's usually where it's kind of like just the spur of the moment. And once you grab a hold of the guy, you just start swinging. So. Okay. That, like that's it. interesting. Yeah. I, I, I never really thought about like hockey trainers or hockey players training to fight like boxing and stuff like that. That's, I don't know why I just never, you should yeah. know what you're doing out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so just give us a give us an outlook for the Stingrays here. Just what are we going to be sort of paying attention to? What's the sort of outlook for the team? Um, outlook of the team. I don't really know how we are cuz again this is my first year and mm-hmm. I don't really know how we are as a team. So, you know, hopefully the last two years they had great teams. They made it to the playoffs and two years ago they made it to the championship and uh and lost and um so hopefully this year, you know, it's another big playoff run. Um and the team starts clicking right away. I, I mean, I think that's kind of the biggest team or biggest thing with teams these days is if you have a good culture and, and good chemistry on and off the ice, it can lead to a lot of on ice success. So hopefully, oh yeah, hopefully we can get uh, good winning stretches and um, and play some hard hockey and and make a good run. So, do you guys have to bus everywhere in the ECHL, or do you guys actually fly? Because some of your games are—I mean, you're going to Florida, you're going to Texas, you're all over the map here. Yeah, uh, a lot of almost all of our games are busing. You know, I think it's like six hours to Florida. Um, we have Atlanta in our in our division and uh, Norfolk, and it's 
actually one of the better traveling divisions from what I've heard as far as buses. So those, mm -hmm. those buses aren't that bad. And, and obviously it's in the South, so you're not having to dress warm when you're going <laughs> places. Um, but uh, I think we play Maine this year and I think we take a, a flight up there and I think we take a flight to Texas too. But other than that, I think we're busing everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think that's with most teams too, is if it's in your division, you're busing. And then if it's, somewhere far away then you'll you'll get a flight so in juniors did you have any super long bus trips or even in college yeah um juniors so i was on vancouver island so every time we went to the inland we had to take a ferry which was which was cool for the first few rides and then i was like <laughs> oh not this again <laughs> um and uh so it was uh to our ferry over to the mainland and then um, Prince George was, I think it was 11 or 12 hours north. So all together it was 14 hours, um, which was pretty bad. And the other thing that people don't understand about it is a couple of the roads you have to go on are like the most dangerous worlds in the road, uh, because of the, because of the ice. So we had like a, we had like a six hour delay, uh, coming back from there. Um, so it was like a 20 hour bus trip coming back from Prince George. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't ideal. Yeah. So do you just play one game when you go up to Prince George and then turn around and come back? Um, oh, I don't remember. I think it was, but so usually when you play a team up there, they, they schedule it. So you play two other teams that are nearby. Uh, so I want to say we played like, yeah, we played like trail and the trail smoke eaters and another team that's like, kind of by so it splits it up so like wherever we were it was only like six or seven hours from that team to get to prince george and then prince george was like you know our sunday morning game so then we're done at sunday around one or two and then we bus all the way back and get back in the middle of the night um that night so um yeah so it was, they were yeah i mean they were long bus rides but you play cards with the guys and, you know you read a book or, um, or watch the mighty ducks and you get through it <laughs> So, um, so quick question. You might not know the answer to this, but maybe maybe you've heard. So, life on the on the road as a professional athlete. You know, do you know if you guys have curfews? Is it kind of like, hey, everyone, team hotel by by eleven, lights out by midnight, or is it like, hey, you guys are adults, just don't do anything stupid? Well, like, what are the, like kind of the guidelines they give you? From what, yeah, my understanding so far is it's they uh, they trust you to make good decisions and get to bed on time and to be smart about what you're doing and. Um, you know, you'll have like a dinner together or they'll give you per diem to go out and, you know, spend that on wherever you want to eat. And then they just kind of, um, are like, you know, yeah, just be smart and, um, we'll see you tomorrow. And that, you know, they'll give you the bus times like, oh, like breakfast or no breakfast. And then, you know, bus at 10, pregame skate at 11 and then lunch at 1240 and then bus again at like three or something like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so other than that, or if you have a day off and you're there in the city, it's kind of up to you to just make smart choices and do what you want to do with, uh, with the other teammates. All right. What's the, uh, what's the age range of your teammates? You said you're 23. Is it are most guys around your age? Or are they older? Uh, I, yeah, I would probably say average age is, uh, 23, 24, 25, somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. Cause we do have some older guys that are in their upper twenties and, we have a couple guys that are um, a 21, 22, but I think majority would probably be like second, third-year pros, so 24. Yeah, 24 would probably be pretty accurate. 
So before we go to the quiet question, just one final one for you. Just you talked about kind of what Mighty Ducks you you your game resembles, but it, do you have a favorite Mighty Duck? Is there anybody that you look at fondly? Um, I I think I've always had two. Um, if if that's if that's uh, available to answer it that way, we'll and, allow that. Um, okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> and it's you know it's. They're not. They're not special. They're not uh, uh, like guys that you wouldn't you wouldn't guess. I. I they're just. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Conway and Goldberg. Okay. Um, just yeah. Just because I think I, I always wanted to be Conway when I was little. Like I thought because he, he always seemed to have the bigger roles in the movies. So the movies kind of were based around him um, and being the leader. And I always wanted to be like that. Even though in the first movie he's not that good. Um, you know, he, he just was always doing things for the team and I just loved the, the strange humor out of Goldberg. And so that's why I was always like a fan of him as well. So, yeah. I felt the same way about Conway. Like he kind of wanted to be him. So I I was over here, uh, crossing my fingers that you were going to say carp and be the first person that's ever (laughs) said that. So (laughs) no. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good response. Our, our quest continues. Yeah, we're, we're going to need you yeah. to uh, pull your teammates and let us know how it goes, <laughs> and pull your coaches too. I'm sure they yeah. really want to talk about that. Yeah, just like in film review, just be like, Coach, who's your favorite Mighty Duck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the quack question here. As listeners know, you guys ask us quack questions. We pick the best ones. We try to answer them. Kevin, what is the quack question today? Uh, so this one, this week's quack question, uh, I feel like uh, he's been really bringing the heat lately. Uh, Steven Astemborski, uh, this one comes via Facebook. Um, uh, his question is, and I, I'm just going to go ahead and assume, Bo, that you've seen these movies because you have such great taste. Um, who yep. was more vital to their team's success? Adam Banks, D1. Juan Morales in the Big Green, mm. the Ice Box in Little Giants, or Benny the Jet Rodriguez in the Sandlot. Wow, wow, uh-huh. this is a tough one. Bo, do you have any first reactions here? Uh, I really liked Ice Box, honestly. Um, I I think she brought the whole team together. Without her, there wasn't going to be a Little Giants because she wanted. She was the one that was bummed out uh, that she couldn't be on the Cowboys. So I think uh, I think I'm going to go with the Ice Box. I think that's a good answer. You know, my initial gut reaction was Juan Morales in the Big Green because those kids were dog shit before he moved in. <laughs> that's like, true. Absolutely terrible. My, I was gonna say Benny the Jet because he was the he was the one that like rounded everybody up. Like if he wasn't playing, none of them would be playing, so they would be terrible. Like just by uh-huh. default. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, I mean, feel like the Sandlight Kids though were were the best overall team because they were good. But I think you're right that maybe some of them had some dedication issues. He was like otherworldly good too. Yes. Yeah, he made the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a good point about bringing the teams together because yeah, without Icebox, there's no Little Giants, and without Benny the Jet, there's probably no Satellite team. There's probably still a big green team, but they're probably terrible. But with Juan, <laughs> they need the goalie to make the save at the end. Like Juan can't do it all by himself. So yeah, I mean. I I went in thinking it might have been Benny the Jet, but I feel like Icebox probably plays a bigger role overall. Yeah, I feel like that's a good that's a good point. 
I think that's true. I, I would argue that they did get a junior Floyd to be their quarterback, who is the best oh. quarterback in that city. Yeah. Um, but yeah. at the same time, they were down what twenty-one nothing at half without Icebox. That is, yeah, she turned around yeah. and, and ran that final play. Yeah. Um, where she didn't have the ball when uh, oh, Fumbleruski. Who's the Fumbleruski? Yeah, Fumbleruski. And who is who is the who is the character that uh, that tackled her? Uh, Spike. Spike. And, yeah. Um, they, they yeah they had that big rivalry going. So that, yeah, it was yeah legendary. Wow. One thing I just thought about, and uh, you know, at the end, at the end when the little giants win, uh, when the giants win, Spike is the first one to like start clapping his hands, and he's like, "Hey, everyone, cheer them on." Similar to how Gunner stalled yeah. it, and, oh, and Scooter, yeah. and Scooter. And, and, yeah, so there's like a very common theme of you have a ringer who like is an outsider, and then you have like the villain is actually a good sport at the end. So I think we could probably write a, a kids movie. Um, we just need to find the right sport to do it with. Yeah. yeah, maybe tennis, <laughs> team tennis. <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> but was there anyone in juniors or college that was from Iceland that was playing hockey? Uh, I do not know a single player from Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody does. But no. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to follow Bo, as I said, Bo Go underscore Gadget on Twitter. Follow the South Carolina Stingrays. For Bo's, uh, keep, keep an eye on him. We'll be keeping an eye, and Bo will probably have you back on when you break the league scoring record. Um, Love for, it. For us, the at QuackTechPod on face on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod, iTunes, go there, give us a five-star review, tell us whether you think Bo will surpass Gordon Bombay's 198-goal record, <laughs> and uh, buy your stuff from the shop. Keep using that Amazon link. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.